we're so thankful that you're alive. And we're so thankful that you've given us your word. And we're so thankful that you've sent your Holy Spirit to teach us. So as we open your word together today, forgive the one who speaks for his sins are many. And help us all to see Jesus more clearly. We pray that, that you would move in a way that, uh, that lost people would be one and, and believers would be built up and workers would be equipped. Lord, we're here because we need you and we're praying for a revival. We need to be revived. Your church needs a revival. Will you not yourself revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Holy Spirit, fall fresh on, revive us. May we leave here rejoicing in you and may there be a great spiritual awakening in our land, a great turning to you because you are our only hope and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you have a Bible, we're going to read from a book called Colossians and invite you to turn there. <clears throat> we're going to read verses 12 and 13, and I'm going to add in 14 as a bonus. Colossians 3, verse 12, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. This old man was um, in a mall and he saw an attractive young lady and he went up to the attractive young lady and he said, <clears throat> I've lost my wife, would you help me? And she saw this old guy and she felt compassion for him. And so she said, sure, do you know where your wife is? And he says, I have no clue where my wife is, but I've learned over the years that whenever I talk to a young, attractive woman, <laughs> she seems to appear out of nowhere. <laughs> compassion. That's what we're going to learn about today, how, how, how to put on a heart of compassion, right? Uh, isn't, isn't that what we read in, in, in the passage here, to put on a heart of compassion? Um, if you're new, this year we're walking through a book called Colossians together. And the reason we're walking through this book is it's all about Jesus. Perhaps it's more filled with Jesus than any other book. And uh, previously on Colossians, what we've learned is that a Christian is someone in whom Jesus lives. A Christian is, in, is someone in whom Jesus lives, and when Jesus moves into us, he says we need an extreme wardrobe makeover, that we need an extreme wardrobe makeover. So he takes all of our clothes and he begins to throw them all out so that he can replace them with new clothes. When Jesus moves in, he says certain thoughts need to go and certain words need to go and certain deeds, they need to be thrown out. And the reason is because he has this whole beautiful new wardrobe he wants to put on. I mean, it's amazing. Today we're going to look at put on compassion. And then next week we're going to look at put on love. And the next week we're going to learn how to put on peace. I mean, just think for a moment. Put on compassion. Don't you want to have a heart of compassion, don't you? And, and if you don't want a heart of compassion, the people in your family wish you would put it on, right? 
Just think for a moment, what would our lives be like if we had a heart of compassion? What would our church be like in our culture if we had a heart of compassion? What could happen in our families? What could happen in our nation if we learn how to put on a heart of compassion? And so as I read this, I mean, the instructions are pretty simple. Put on a heart of compassion. Uh, it kind of makes me think of three questions. And the first question is, well, what is compassion? If we're going to intentionally put on compassion, it's important to know what it is. So what is compassion? And then secondly, uh, how do we put on a heart of compassion? How do we do it? And then thirdly, why should we put on a heart of compassion? Uh, so let's start with what is compassion. This is really helpful. If we want to understand Bible words like compassion, one of the best things we can do is look for the first time it's used in the Bible. So if we want to understand a Bible word, it's always helpful to look at the first time it's used because the first time it's used sets the pattern for everything else that follows. So a lot of you have been Christians for a long time, so just think for a moment. In all the Bible... Where do you think the word compassion occurs for the first time? Now just think a little bit, and then I'll show you. It actually occurs in Genesis 19 and Genesis 19. Here's the setting. The setting is there are two cities that are grossly immoral, Sodom and Gomorrah. And God has determined that he's going to pour out his wrath on them and destroy them. But because God is compassionate, there is a believer in the city named Lot, and God sends two angels to, to rescue them out of Lot. And so these two angels, they come, they come to Lot and say, this city is about to be destroyed, grab your family and get out. And his son-in-laws, um, they, they started uh, laughing, and, and he started uh, dragging his feet. And so we pick up the story. We pick up the story, Genesis 19, verse 15. When morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. Get out! Get out! The city's about to be destroyed. But he hesitated. So the men... The angel seized his hand and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters for the compassion of the Lord was upon him and they brought him out. So they grabbed him and they dragged him and his family out of the city. Um, when they had brought them outside, one said, escape for your life. Do not look behind you and do not stay anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. So, the first time compassion is used, we see this, and here's what I want you to understand. What is compassion? Compassion is an emotional response. Compassion is a feeling. It's a feeling. It's an emotional response to the needs of others, that when we see needs in others, it brings about an emotional response in us. More than that, that leads to action. It leads to action. So we have two angels they see Lot about to be destroyed with the city. They have an emotional response. Their heart goes out. They move out. They grab him and drag him out of the city. You might say, well, how are empathy and compassion alike? Well, empathy is like feeling for someone. It's the first part of compassion. But compassion is more than envy. It's not just feeling for someone. It, it's an emotional response that moves us to action. 
we see in the story here that the angels were moved to rescue Lot and his family. So if we want to understand words like compassion, one good thing to do is always look at how it's used first in the Bible because that shows the pattern. Uh, we're going to see that pattern runs through. Another great thing, if we want to know what a word is, is to look at how Jesus modeled that virtue. So I want to show you, after we looked at the first, how Jesus uh, modeled compassion. If you turn to Matthew 20, or you can follow on the screens, uh, Matthew 20, verse 29, as they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. So we have Jesus, his disciples, and a large crowd followed him, and two blind men sitting by the road. Now, I love that. Matthew is a, go ahead, say it, he's a, and tax collectors like to count things. Two blind men. If you read Mark's account, you'll find out that one of them is named Bartimaeus. So what was important to Mark was to give you his name, but Matthew's a tax collector, and he wanted you to know there's two of them. Two blind men sitting by the road, hearing that Jesus was passing by, cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. Uh, the crowd sternly told them to be quiet. That word be quiet in Greek, you know what it is? There you go, shut up. <laughs> the crowd sternly told them to be quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus stopped and called them. Do you know that Jesus was really good at being stopped? He was really good at being interrupted. I'm not, are you? A lot of having compassion is to be willing to be stopped, to be willing to be interrupted on the way to do something else. And you see someone in need and you stop. Um, so... He stopped and he called them and he says, what do you want me to do for you? Imagine Jesus is here today and he stops and he looks at you and he asks you, what do you want me to do for you today? What would you say? What would you say? So, so that's what he said. What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be open. Open our eyes, open our eyes that we might see. Notice, moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes, and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. Once again, what we see is that compassion is an emotional response. Jesus saw two blind men that moved him. It moved him to touch their eyes and open their eyes. So, if we're going to put on a heart of compassion, we, we first need to know, well, what is compassion? It's an emotional response to the needs of others that moves us to action, okay? Now, the second question, the second question is, how do we put on a heart of compassion? Because the Bible calls us to do that. Put on a heart of compassion. And um, the way we put on a heart of compassion, the first step is to invite Jesus into our lives as Savior and Lord. And you say, well, why is that what we do to put on a heart of compassion? Uh, because can we talk? As we read this list, did you say that's me? When I read this list, you know what I said? That's not me. Put on a heart of compassion. That's not me. Is that you? Kindness? 
that's not me. Is that you? Humility? That's not me. Uh, Gentleness? That's not me. And patience? That's not me. Bearing with one another? That's not me. And forgiving each other? That's not me. Is it you? Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also forgive you. Beyond all these, put on love. That's not me, which is the perfect bond of you. That's not me. Is it you? The reason we need to invite Jesus in is this doesn't describe us, but it does describe Jesus, doesn't it? It describes the kind of people that we want to be, not who we are. You see, the gospel means good news that we can become those kind of people, but the bad news is we're not those people now, right? See, the Bible says we have a problem called sin. A sin is a crime against God. We've not been compassionate, kind, gentle, forgiving, have we? I haven't, have you? And every time we've failed, we have committed crime after crime against God. And the Bible says what we deserve for our crimes against God is hell. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. This does describe Jesus. If you look at Jesus, Jesus is full of compassion, kindness, humility, gentle, patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other, love. You know, that's Jesus. You see, Jesus is God the Son who put on flesh and came to earth and lived life the way it's meant to be. This is how life is meant to be lived. He did it for us. And then he went to the cross and he died in our place because we didn't live like that. He, he died on the cross for our sins and he paid in full the penalty for our sins. But he didn't stay dead. On the third day he rose and he offers us eternal life. He offers us to forgive us that we haven't lived this way. He offers to move into us so we can do life in eternity with him. He offers to live his life in and through us so that we can become like him. And what does he ask of us? That we invite him in as Savior and Lord. Have you? Oh, listen to the verse that changed my life. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Maybe Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart today. You know, he came to me and he knew my name. And uh, he knocked and said, Man, I, I, I want to come in. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and me. He with me smiling, I want to move into you and I want to forgive you and I want to live my life in you and through you and let's do life together and let's do eternity together. And I said yes and I invited him in, won't you? Listen, inviting Jesus in really is as simple as A and B and C where we admit and then we believe and commit. I mean, when I invited Jesus, I admitted I've not been kind. I've not been compassionate. I've not been gentle or forgiving. I've sinned. If you've never done that, won't you do that? Won't you do it now? Or I'll give you a chance when we close in prayer. Listen, that doesn't describe me. Does that describe you? And then I said, Jesus, I believe. This does describe you. I I do believe you lived that life and died in my place and rose, and then we commit. Jesus, I want you to come in and be my Savior and forgive me and give me eternal life. I want you to be Lord of my life. Help me be the person you want me. I want to be. I want to be compassionate and humble and gentle and forgiving. I want to live your life in and through me. Won't you? And if you have, did you hear what Jesus said? 
He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. Jesus moves in. You know what he says? I'm Lord now. Follow me. You know what he says to us? I want you to throw out your old clothes and put on the new. And one of the pieces of clothing I want you to put on is to put on a heart of compassion. To which we say what? How do you do that? And you do know what Jesus says to us, right? He says what? He says what? Follow me. Follow me and I'll show you how to put on a heart of compassion. So together... Together, let's come and see how Jesus put on a heart of compassion. Um, in, um, in Luke chapter 7, verse 11, soon afterwards, afterwards, he went to a city called Nain, and his disciples were going along with him, accompanied by a large crowd. Now as he approached the gate of the city, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a sizable crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her. Compassion starts with the eyes. Jesus saw her. Do you see people? Do you? And you know what he saw? He saw a widow whose heart was broken because she had lost her husband. And uh, do, you, do you know in those days, if you lost your husband, not only did you lose the one you love, but you lost your economic security because there weren't many economic opportunities for a woman to, to make a living. And, and her husband had died, but she still had one hope left, and her hope was her, what, her son, that he would grow up and he would take care of her. But now, not only is she heartbroken that she's lost her husband uh, and, and, and her son, but she has food insecurity. She has no idea how she's going to be able to survive. And Jesus saw her. Jesus, help us to see people the way you see people. When you see people, do you see someone's daughter or mother or father or brother? Do you see people? Do you see their hurts? Do you see their needs? Jesus, help us to see people the way you do. And then next, notice what it says. Uh, he felt compassion for her. His heart went out to her. He felt compassion for her. Um, and then he said to her, do not weep. And he came up and touched the coffin. So again, Lord, help us to see people the way you see people. Help us to feel compassion the way you do. Help us to move toward people, to act for them the way you do. And he came up and he touched the coffin. And the bearers came to a halt and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Uh, fear gripped them all, and they began glorifying God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. The report concerning him went out all over Judea and in all the surrounding district. So he saw, he felt, he moved, and he raised someone from the dead. Lord, help us to see people the way you do. Lord, help us to feel for people. Help us to move toward people. And you say, but, you know, Smiley, we can't raise people from the dead. Well, listen, when we see people the way Jesus sees people and we see that they're lost, and when we feel compassion for lost people because we understand they're spiritually dead, and we share the gospel with people, 
We share the gospel of pe with people in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we get to see dead people come to life. And two of our members this week saw people the way Jesus saw them. They felt compassion for them the way Jesus did. They moved toward them the way Jesus did. They shared the gospel with them the way Jesus did. And they got to watch two people move from death to life. And we celebrate that today, don't we? Wow. You can see dead people come to life when you see people the way Jesus does, when you feel compassion for them the way Jesus does, when you go and share the gospel and see the Spirit of God take the gospel and raise people from the dead. Um, Jesus invites us, come and see. Come and see, and I'll show you how to put on a heart of compassion. So let's go to another story. Let's go to another story in Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them. Some translations saying, seeing the multitudes. H have you noticed there's a lot more people in St. John's County than there used to be? Maybe there's longer lines places. And you see people. How do you see them? Are they in your way? Are they nuisances? I wish they'd all go away. Jesus, help us. Help us to see people the way you see people. Do you know how Jesus saw people? So different from our culture because we're taught to look at someone's race or sex, whatever. You know how Jesus saw people? That all human beings are made in the image of God. Every human being is of great, great, all those people who annoy us because they're on our way, they're made in the image of God, they're precious and priceless, and, and they're also scarred by sin, right? Listen, they're scarred by sin just like we are, and you know what? They need a Savior. That, they need a Savior. That's how we saw them. Don't you see this? Seeing the people, he felt compassion for them. Why? Because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. They were made in God's image. They were scarred by sin, and they needed a Savior. And because Jesus is moved with compassion, here's his plan Here's his plan to, to reach out to those people that are lost. Then he says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Every day I drive through our county and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of homes going up. And Jesus is bringing thousands and thousands of people made in his image who are lost to us. And you know what he says? Many, many, many of them want to come to faith in Christ. And the problem is, there's not enough Christians who see people the way Jesus does, who feel compassion for people the way Jesus does, to make themselves available to Jesus, to go and share with them the life-giving message of the gospel. And so, you know what he says? Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Oh, Lord, please. Do you pray that? Man, I pray that. I pray the Lord would raise up workers in our church who see people the way Jesus does, who feel for people the way Jesus feels, who are willing to move toward them the way Jesus does, right? Um,
this is one of those bad chapter breaks. Uh, so we'll just move right into chapter 10. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples. So he calls his disciples and he gave them authority over unclean spirits. He gave them what they needed for the mission to cast out demons and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. And you know what? We say, well, they were apostles and we're just nobodies. <laughs> Do you know who his apostles were? Do you? They were not the sharpest bulbs in the pack. They weren't. Jesus purposely chose the worst group so we would be encouraged that what he's looking for is just everyday people like you and me who see people the way he does, who love people the way he does and are willing to move toward them. You don't believe me? Listen to, <laughs> listen to who he chose. Now the name of the 12 apostles are these. The first Simon who was called Peter and Andrew his brother, they were fishermen. They were everyday people like you and me. They were fishermen. Um, and James, uh, uh, the son of Zebedee, and his brother, John and his brother, they were also fishermen, just everyday people. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew the tax, he was a tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, this guy was such a political nut, he wanted to kill every Roman there was. And Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. So Jesus chose a very ordinary group of people, and, and then these 12, Jesus sent out after instructing them. And then, and then he sent them out. And you know, that's what Jesus is doing today too. He says, follow me and I'll show you how to put on a heart of compassion. I want you to see people the way I see. And I want you to have compassion on lost people the way I do, that they're made in God's image and scarred by sin and they need a savior. And I want you to move toward them the way I've moved toward you. Um, so compassion, it starts with the eyes. Lord, help us to see people the way you do. It moves to the heart. Help us to feel compassion the way you do. And then it, it moves us toward people in need. And as we get back to Colossians 3, you see, it starts with compassion. Put on a heart of compassion. When you put on compassion, out of that comes kindness, treating people the way they'd like to be treated. Out of that comes humility, thinking of ourselves less. Out of that comes gentleness, strength under control. Out of that compassion comes patience bearing with one another and forgiving each other. It all comes out of a heart of compassion. Whoever has a com complaint against any, anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So, so far, we've asked, what is compassion? And we learned that compassion is an emotional response to the needs of others that moves us to action. And then we ask, how do we put it on? And we said, we need to invite Jesus in, and then we need to follow him. So, the action step for this week. This is a very, very simple message, okay? The action step is the same as the point. I want you to put on a heart of compassion. I want you to be incredibly intentional this week about one thing, is to put on a heart of compassion. And you say, well, how do we do that? Well, we spend time with the one who's compassionate. That's the first part, right? I mean, back to my favorite verse. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. If we really believe Jesus lived in us, wouldn't we spend time with him, wouldn't we? Isn't that why we're here today? Aren't we here today because we want to look at the compassionate one and, and spend time with him, right? And listen, we can do that not only on Sunday, but I get up every day and I get to have breakfast with Jesus. I do. I get to spend time with the compassionate one. And when I see him, I want to be like him, don't you? 
Listen, I'm, um, I've been reading this week through John just like you have, but at the same time I'm reading through uh, the, the whole Bible and I'm in Psalms and on Friday I was through reading through John, so I'm reading in Psalms and I come to Psalm 103 and, and I know I'm preaching on compassion today and look at what I read in Psalm 103. This was so good. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. So the first thing that I did, you know what I did? Is I worshiped Jesus. I said, you are everything that I am not. You are compassionate and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. And then you know what I said? I mean, when I saw how beautiful he is, the Holy Spirit says, well, don't you want to be like that? Don't you want to follow him? Yes, Lord, I want to be like you. Lord, help me to be compassionate, to put on a heart of compassion this week. Help me this week in my family and in my church and in my community. Help me to see people the way you see them. Help me. Help me to uh, feel compassion for them the way you do. Help me to move toward them the way you do. And so this week, as, as I've been going into a restaurant on the way in, just praying, Lord, as I go in, help me to see people the way you do. Help me to feel compassion for them the way you do. Help me to move toward them the way you do. If I'm waiting for someone in the restaurant because they're late, it's a great time to look around the room and realize everyone in here is made in God's image. Someone's daughter or mother or father. And, um, and just like me, they're scarred by sin. And just like me, they need a Savior. Lord, help me to see them. Lord, help me to feel compassion for them. Lord, give me an opportunity to share you with them. And I, and I want you to know, as I, as I put on a heart of compassion, sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it right, and people will say, oh, you're so compassionate. And when people say that, I say, you know, I, I'm really not, but I know someone who is. And what I've learned is the more time I spend around him, the more I become like him. And they'll say, what? well, who's that? His name is Jesus. And when we spend time with him, we become like him. Would you like to know more about him? But I want you to know, far more often from getting it right, I get it wrong. And people say, well, I thought you were a pastor. I thought you were a Christian. Oh, I am. And I'm so thankful to be a Christian. And they'll say, why? And I'll say, well, religion says you have to be good to go to heaven. And I don't stand a chance. But you know what the gospel says? All you have to do is say, help. And Jesus gives you eternal life. Listen, no one needs Jesus more than I do. And something I love to tell people is, <laughs> if I'm this rotten with Jesus, can you imagine how rotten my life would be if I wasn't a follower of Jesus? You should be incredibly thankful that I'm following him because I'm far less, less rotten than I would be if I didn't know him. So this week... Uh, what I want us to do is to be incredibly intentional about putting on a heart of compassion, that we spend time with Jesus and we see how beautiful he is, then we, we seek to follow him with his eyes and heart and action. So we've asked the question, what is uh, compassion? We've got an answer. We, we looked at how to put on a heart of compassion. And now I want us to come back. One last question. I want us to ask the question, why should we put on a heart of compassion? Why should we... Here's why. Colossians 3.12, so as those who have been chosen of God. Are you a Christian? Jesus chose you for a purpose. 
Just like he chose the disciples, he chose you and he chose me. Matter of fact, we read this in John 15. In John 15, we read this, you did not choose me, but I chose you. You Remember how we read Jesus chose the 12 apostles? He chose you too because he wanted you on his team. He has a purpose for your life. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit that you would go out with a heart of compassion and you would bear fruit. And that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. Lord, help me to see people the way you do. Lord, help me to feel compassion for people the way you do. Lord, help me to move toward people the way you do. Chosen. Chosen. So, as those who have been chosen of God, you're chosen for a purpose holy. The word holy means set apart. We were wasting our lives and Jesus set us apart for a purpose in life that really, really matters. And beloved, we're loved. Listen, we can only love when we've been loved. So Jesus loves us so we can love others. We can only show compassion toward others when we've experienced it ourselves. And so Jesus has loved us and Jesus has given us compassion and he wants to send us out to proclaim Jesus by what we do and what we say. He sends us out to show people that Jesus has a plan, a plan for changing people. He has a plan for changing families. He has a plan for changing churches. He has a plan for changing nations. He showers compassion on his people so they can give it away. So this week, instead of you know, wasting our lives like so many people talking about how broken our country is or the world. I plead with you to accept Jesus' invitation and follow him. Will you? Put on a heart of compassion. Put on a heart of compassion and you can follow Jesus and be a part of the changing of our nation one heart at a time. I'm in. Will you join me? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming to seek and save sinners. Thank you. Thank you for living that perfect life so we could see how life was meant to be lived. Lord, thank you for dying in our place on the cross once for all and rising and Listen, if you're here today and as we read about a heart of compassion and kindness, you said that's not you, but it's who you would like to be. Jesus is here. Won't you invite him in? Won't you just say, Jesus, I've sinned against you and I'm I'm sorry. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose. And I want you to come in and be my savior and forgive me and give me eternal life. I want you to be the Lord of my life and Help me be the person you want me to be. Oh, if you've done that for the first time, won't you mark it on your card? We'd love to celebrate with you. And Jesus, I pray for all of us who have received you that this week we would be very intentional about putting on a heart of compassion. May we get up and spend time with you, the compassionate one. And as we see how beautiful you are, Lord, may we ask, Lord, give us your eyes to see and give us your heart to feel. And Lord, move us out toward others in need. 
Lord, help us to be compassionate in our homes and in our schools and in our businesses and in our community. Help us to be a part of the healing of our land. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.